Hi, you're listening to the New Space India podcast, a bi-weekly talk show that exclusively brings insights from the Indian space activities ecosystem. I'm your host Narayan, the co-founder of India's first space-focused think tank, Spaceport Sarabhai. Guests on the New Space India podcast help you understand space activities related macro and micro trends within India in all aspects including space history, local industry, space science, technology evolution, law and policy, art and more. The New Space India podcast is supported by Dassault Systems, a global leader in providing businesses and people with collaborative virtual environments to enable sustainable innovations. Dassault Systems Solutions supports startups, small and medium scale enterprises and original equipment manufacturers in developing disruptive solutions for space launchers and satellites. Hi and welcome to yet another episode of the New Space India podcast. Today we have Shriram here who is a partner at Deloitte. Thank you so much for taking the time uh, for recording this with me. I look forward to having this conversation where I'm going to bug you with some very interesting questions to know what you think about this sector. It's always a pleasure to be talking to you uh, NP and uh, you know I always uh, maintain that there are very few orchestrators uh, in the space sector. outside the official channels who have been as successful as you in bringing together multitude of people for the growth of the sector so first of all congratulations on that and may your tribe grow thank you so much i know we have also pulled you into the sector so <laughs> <laughs> uh, as well so uh, let's you know begin with uh, acknowledging uh, you know the work that you guys did recently uh, that was published a report on new space uh, india perspective that was released uh, during the cii event uh, uh, just last week um, it's a very interesting report uh, that gives an overview of the sector at the very high level i've been passing that on left right and center to a lot of the people that i know who are asking me after chandrayaan 3 what is happening in india what is happening in india and want to know about the industry to a large extent so thank you for putting to that uh, together that report and uh, uh, you know sharing uh, several call to actions in there including a synopsis of some of the startups and smes and other key contributors in the ecosystem in fact you know thanks for bringing that up uh, np uh, you know in india uh, the space sector has been a, a fantastic story uh, post the prime minister sitting down and personally inaugurating indian space association and you uh, see uh, isro chairman working with so many startups being the new technology launches or their office openings and um, and then you have chandrayaan then you have aditya then you hear about india joining artemis accords um, the buzz in the market is at an all time high so to speak i, I really hope that this all time high keeps on increasing uh, but nevertheless there are insiders who know everything that's happening but from an outside in perspective to understand what exactly is happening in the sector why is it that there is a sudden new buzz uh, is it part of a larger plan uh, is this accidental are some questions that a lot of people have been asking and as a as a consulting organization which is a, a you know a global practice in space sector we have been following this for a, a long while and uh, we find uh, you know this whole concept of new space 
you know, intriguing because earlier people used to define new space as private sector participation in, in space. But fundamentally, as Deloitte, we believe new space is not just that. It's all about uh, doing few things differently, especially for a country like India, where space was um, held within the government sector by ISRO. We see new space driving a lot more democratization uh, in the sense uh, democratization uh, with private sector uh, partnership. We see new space driving a lot of uh, decentralized approach where all decision making, etc., etc., is not just in the hands of ISRO and a lot more private sector and multiple allied agencies that have been set up by the government of India uh, who are now starting to uh, play a key role. And lastly, we're also seeing a lot of private participation, uh, you know, global collaboration, foreign investments flowing into startups, cross-border partnerships between space agencies, and India sitting perhaps on the high table of uh, space uh, diplomacy uh, as well. Uh, so a lot of things have changed and a lot of things will continue to change if government really goes in the space. And, and the launch of the April space policy uh, is also a key step in this direction, which has really accelerated uh, the, the whole journey. So according to us, if, if you look at uh, you know new space, it's just not about uh, privatization. Uh, it's about uh, you know a new regulatory regime in new space. It's about new financing trends that are coming in new space. It's about new collaborations that have started in new space. And the new space ecosystem in India being driven jointly by the private sector and the public sector alike. So all of this is what is really uh, driving this whole new space ecosystem. And then our report does give an outside-in perspective of what is happening in the space sector. And also some specific calls to action on how to accelerate some of the things that have been uh, happening. Right. Uh, I, For the benefit of the audience, I will uh, include a link to the report uh, so that people can download it and access it and read it uh, in their own time uh, to make their own conclusions to a large extent. So you have been uh, looking at uh, several other sectors, obviously outside of space, uh, as a part of your uh, portfolio. Uh, you know, you've looked at so many sectors that are probably 10 times, 100 times, 1000 times bigger than space uh, when it comes to the activity that is going on there. So, you know, we in the space bubble, we're restricted to what is happening in our sector because our knowledge and our experience is limited to this uh, sector. And uh, I'm sure that, you know, if you look at uh, sectors like power or infrastructure or others, you know, you will see something that is a uh, 100 times, uh, you know, 10,000 times bigger to a large extent. Uh, so given that you do have this perspective of looking at different uh, industries, and then you're now looking at space, uh, you know, uh, you know, from coming from a consulting kind of a background, uh, what do you see the trends as in the space sector in India? And come, are there you know similarities of how the power sector took off in India or how infrastructure took off in India? And is that story also being replicated in space? Is that what you feel? Very interesting question. Thank you for that. Um, so if you look at a few decades ago when India privatized their telecom as well as aviation, right? Uh, one could never fathom the kind of innovations that have happened and the kind of private sector participation that has really driven the sector, right? Uh, those days of ASNL, MTNL, MTNL, you would have seen some things. And now we are talking of a completely different approach where uh, you know, perhaps you and I are speaking on a video call or, or, or recording a podcast sitting across countries. Um, now, 
assume that sector grew X in 20 years, right? There are many people who believe uh, that space sector could grow more than X. Is it 2X? Is it 3X? It's, it's waiting to be unfolded, right? Now, with giant strides being made in terms of uh, uh, Earth observation information that is being increasingly used for decision making, or looking at outer space as a new field for, say, exploration for both uh, sustaining uh, life and energy in, in Mother Earth, uh, or uh, even many people talk about setting up colonies there, right? Space is going to take a completely different trajectory. Now, the trajectory will be built basis successes, uh, small and large, but in a continuous for, uh, fashion. Now, when will the real domino effects start to happen in the space sector is a question that perhaps, you know, uh, it's a crystal gazing. But when that domino effect really starts to happen, um, then at least we, I believe personally that um, uh, we would seen soon start to see space as a service, right? What I mean by space as a service um, is, is think of a, electrical engineer who is wanting to uh, ensure the health of high power tensile, uh, uh, high power lines for transmitting electricity. And he or she would be using uh, an app on the mobile phone, which has got EO data, which tells that these are the, uh, you know, power lines that could be um, under higher stress or strain. And these are the ones that they should go for a preventive maintenance or repair. Or the same thing uh, could be for a farmer uh, who has a very large tract of land. She would know that uh, this is the area that um, uh, she should look at because this is the uh, imagery that's on her phone. She knows that this particular patch of land could be pesticide starved. So all of these has the potential of transforming space in the downstream. Uh, if I look at it uh, in the long run. And when that tipping point happens, space would no longer uh, be uh, talked about uh, by uh, the higher echelons of the scientist community. I would see space becoming a common point of conversation for a common man like you and I. Right? Even now, people are talking of um, what do you call, um, you know, it was the strength of the Vikram lander leg sufficient, why it was tilted at this particular angle and why not at a Y particular angle. People are talking of what is a Lagrange point where Aditya is going to be parked for <laughs> looking at the sun. Uh, you know, the dialogue is increasing, but when, when this tipping point or this dominoes effect happen, I would see space becoming more and more consumable, more and more affordable, more and more appreciable by the common man, at least on the downstream. On the upstream, it's all about, again, it could be about technology advancement, so on and so forth. But I also see a distant, not so distant future, where the technologies that India is, uh, you know, taking great strides in. One is ISRO, but if you look at outside ISRO, also new technologies startups are bringing in, like space situational awareness, or things like green propulsion, or things like electric propulsion, or laser-based communications, etc. All of this has the potential to disrupt other sectors, other allied sectors as well. And perhaps when these things start to happen, that's when the domino effect will start and then space would become, uh, you know, like I said, it, it won't be 
uh, you would probably say another 10 years or or sooner have another podcast and say or oh, tell me which sector is as big as space uh, which is 100 times uh, smaller in size than space i hope you know this really comes uh, together in the next few years uh, but uh, you know interesting uh, thoughts in there uh, where you specifically talked a little bit about the growth trajectory and so on and obviously the idea of new innovators uh, in other sectors uh, also then replicating the model in space comes down to new actors also coming in and that means that uh, essentially you are talking also about young new companies like startups that are entering the sector to do something more uh, disruptive in uh, in that sense so you do see uh, the startup landscape in space uh, evolving over the last 20 years starting from uh, prominent companies like spacex that are now today over 20 years old to the most youngest ones that are popping out uh, you know uh, around the world in that sense uh, is there any you know comparison to what you see as uh, with the space startup uh, landscape that is happening in india uh, you know versus other or uh, also you know where do you think uh, the prominent growth areas are for uh, you know startups that are coming out from india yeah i'd like to approach this in a slightly different fashion um, space by definition is multidisciplinary right uh, if you look at upstream it's 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 multidisciplinary from right from physics to um, you know chemistry to complex mathematical equations or multiple engineering disciplines like mechanical engineering electronics electrical engineering etc right uh, on the downstream again for making sense of data and doing analytics it's ai ml computer science data science uh, all, all all of them um, uh, you know coming in together uh, while india is making specific uh, inroads and a lot many startups are coming up in very niche areas like some downstream analytics or some uh, launching capabilities or some uh, you know maneuvering capabilities or satellite building etc the question you asked like a spacex and end to end capability uh, how soon would that um, happen in india now it's a it's a question of two things it's a question of one um, an ability to uh, invest in and an ability for a large industry house to really see the future potential of this sector currently in india and and there is no dearth of talent and the ability for such investors to collectively harness the potential of the multidisciplinary capability towards a common cause when that happens uh, perhaps you would see an end to end a space startup or a, or a company Uh, forming to uh, take shape and then 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 grow uh, the, the heartening fact is that there are already existing tier 1 suppliers of uh, isro who have perhaps grown in that particular manner uh, based on the demand that has come from isro and uh, they have been catering to isro's demand uh, predominantly and perhaps will cater to international demand also in the future but uh, a, a prominent investing company or investor coming in and collectively creating a new uh, a space uh, organization if i may use that word given the opening up of the sector to drive different and newer economic opportunities or revenue streams uh, would perhaps help create the next spacex kind of thing uh, in india uh, how far is it in your guess is as good as mine uh, because uh, you know it, it's a matter of the right people uh, showing the, uh, the the right interest Uh, on this very right sector 
and i think it comes down to the question of uh, how do you make the pie bigger also to a large extent to a lot of the people right so there are um two distinct communities in the space sector in india as i say it one is the traditional smes that have been working uh, with uh, isro for uh, several years to a large extent to help them produce stuff for their rockets and satellites and it's like a mill where high quality products are assembled and given off for isro to fly these uh, missions and make it successful year on year to a large extent but there's not a lot of design knowledge uh, available in uh, several of these houses where uh there's a lot of infrastructure uh, quality control um, you know quality assurance um, you know handy people with uh, good skills so are ensuring uh, good quality products get out but not really uh, don't have the design knowledge uh, for a lot of that stuff that uh, sits inside of isro to a large extent and that's true for even big or small vendors uh, that are present uh, with isro today but then there's uh, lots of new companies like uh, pixel and satsure and you know bellatrix and several others that are around that are looking at investing their own ip into their own ip looking at their own products uh, to a large extent so there are these two distinct communities that are in play uh, but at the end of the day it doesn't matter what you do but you have to look at the pie being increased so that uh, you can grow as a sector and you can grow as a player in that right so uh, how do you see this question of uh, the pie becoming bigger uh there's a lot of expectation that most of a lot of these companies will grab international market uh and you know grow from uh, making from india for the world directly and there's also the story of what can they make for india to a large extent so how do you see this uh, working out the question that you asked is how do you make the pie bigger and uh, you know that's a that's a very uh, interesting question given that one this is a capital intensive industry number one number 2 uh, it is made to order industry most of the time unless there are uh, allied parts that can be used in other industries as well now when you have these two constraints a strong statement of demand uh, either from the indian um, uh, you know public enterprise or uh, where some of these mature companies can uh, cater to the demand of international players both of them have to come together so that way one the appetite to invest by investors the appetite to invest by the local parties and the appetite to innovate will also increase because one you have a future outlook which is kind of firmed up for the next 3 to 5 years and uh, you know you have a financial potential which has been ascertained for the next 3 to 5 years and hence your ability to put more money into r&d and put more money into uh, procurement etc uh, increases and because there's a strong return of investment that could perhaps be modeled so that is point number 1 now so that is what the tier 1 companies typically the growth trajectory for the tier 1 companies that would be there whereas uh, you know the companies which have been suppliers to isro uh, and from the other side some of the startups that you're talking of uh, how do they really uh, you know grow the pie uh, the question there perhaps boils down to they catching on to a particular business problem that has been hitherto unsolved now that unsolved business problem or an unsolved new area of work if they can get into it that will which has the promise of a larger revenue potential will attract investors to them so that investor attraction will result in they becoming bigger and growing the pie now my belief is when both these two cohorts join up because the latter cohort perhaps at this stage as we speak 
do not have the complex quality testing, assembly integration testing, or those kind of capabilities. Now, when the latter cohort can tie up with the former cohort who has got deep experience and capability and have so many, uh, what you call scientists working with them in, in these niche areas, which are required for productionizing a particular technology. So there is a pilot part of a technology or a conference room view of a technology, but productionizing a technology and making it a space grid is a completely new game. But when both these cohorts can join together, that's when perhaps the magic happens and that's when perhaps the domino effect uh, starts happening. So really look forward to uh, some of these tier one companies also starting to embrace these startups like ISRO has started to embrace them and working in, in conjunction uh, on solving a common problem, leveraging the facilities that they have and also leveraging the innovation that the startups are bringing together. So perhaps some policy intervention from government or some uh, uh, you know, some some newer funds being set up by government for enabling some of these could really take the industry forward or or increase the pie as you asked. Right, 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 right. So there is um, also the question of uh, capital that uh, comes into play and the sources of capital as well. Uh, we know that uh, maybe 10 years ago or so, the capital sources uh, for something as risky as space was almost unavailable unless you are, you know, some crazy billionaire who wants to invest some money in a small company as an angel. Uh, but today, this has also changed to a large extent. You see several uh, local uh, venture capital firms uh, or even private equity firms looking at uh, taking stakes at some of the companies that have come forward. But then uh, there is also a certain level of uh, cap. Uh, maybe because of the fund sizes that are in India in itself. So there's a lot of companies that have taken uh, small pieces of uh, several of these companies and often the, the range in which they come to play is often less than $5 million before which somebody needs to perhaps look at a more global focused uh, VC firm or a US focused uh, you know VC firm and then raise money from there uh, to have the Series A and beyond. Uh, scope of uh, investment that uh, is perhaps not available in India at this point of time. Um, there has also been like news about uh, the FDI policy being worked on uh, for streamlining all of this kind of uh, activity and so on. So uh, how do you see this uh, playing out? Do you see like from your perspective that there is going to be movement towards much more capital at the Series A, B level locally being available or Will the trend be more like you know other sectors where you know, whatever Ola or Flipkart and any anybody else who is looking at growth uh, had to go and raise from other places? Uh, how do you see this playing out? See, end of the day, an investor would want to invest basis the financial fundamentals and the prospects of return. Now. Again, I go back to previous statement when we said it's capital intensive and made to order. Uh, uh, and in the absence of a demand, uh, formal demand statement, it's quite difficult for an investor or for a company to really put some numbers and run some spreadsheets and look at potential profitability or plans. That, that's point number one. Point number two, uh, currently the sector has got a lot of, um, it's got a lot of eyeballs. Right, uh, because of uh, 
significant uh, mileage uh, being provided by the government and also riding on top of Chandrayaan and Aditya successes. Um, now, again, uh, while there are companies that could capitalize on that success for short-term, smaller fundraisers, the success of a, a, a larger fundraise would be predominantly basis, one, uh, a strong business model that will solve an existing hitherto unsolved business problem, which can have a bigger potential. So, end of the day, it is not the, uh, the branding or the market attractiveness of the sector that would uh, bring in more capital into it. But uh, it's like every other industry, it is going to be the financial soundness of the plan and the business proposition. So, are, we, are these companies, startups going to look at newer markets to enter into like a, uh, you know, what do you call a space situational awareness or a debris management or even things like uh, low earth orbit maneuvering systems uh, or even tomorrow for dual use purposes, uh, some kind of, uh, you know, invisible, making the space objects invisible. Uh, are these that some of these areas that are people are going to work on, which will, which may have a bit in business potential and a, a proven business case, uh, then if that is going to be the case, then money will flow in. But again, in the absence of any concrete business modeling data to prove that this is the market size, this is the addressable market size, this is the pie of the market that you would get. It's always a like a first mover advantage, right? But, um, but it's always a first mover disadvantage as well. Because there doesn't exist any market sizing or market details that is available for an investor to get confidence. So it goes as a mix in terms of a, a bit of uh, you know crystal ball gazing plus a bit of uh, you know market fundamentals, and both has to come together uh, for these people to be able to raise uh, significant capital uh, to grow. At what point these come come together? Again, um, as I said, uh, it, it it matures as the industry matures. Right. And uh, following on uh, the maturity of the industry, the government, as you said, has also taken uh, several steps uh, towards this, uh, you know, maturity of the sector. And a couple of them that I can think of that are quite key are uh, such as set setting up of InSpace as a promoter and a regulatory uh, body in the sector. Uh, and there's been other uh, interesting changes that they've made, uh, such as the exemption on uh, GST for companies uh, that are planning to provide the launch service out of India um, so that they can uh, pass on the benefit to the customer to a large extent. And uh, there's a few more of that uh, being done uh, as a part of the prioritization of the sector. But, you know, overall, uh, from your perspective, do you have a sense of uh, any further um, you know, important changes that need to be done. There's been a call for an in-space bill, for example, uh, to make it, uh, you know, legislatively backed uh, regulator uh, at the moment, which it is not to a large extent. And are there any such uh, immediate log of uh, pointers that you have uh, that you think are some of, should be some of the top priorities when it comes to the government? See, one is, the Space Activities Bill has to see the light of the day, which will further clarify and give teeth uh, to the specific organizations that are currently there, number one. Number two, this can also perhaps remove the uh, 
um, what you call uh, the potential multiple hats that some of these agencies who are mentioned in the uh, uh, space policy, uh, you know, make it make it proper. Right? Some agencies are wearing multiple hats, which could be perceived as a conflict of interest. So that is the second thing. The third thing that could also be there is uh, some kind of uh, putting out of a demand by ISRO and government and all of these people for, as I mentioned earlier, for the uh, for making the industry a little more attractive. Because a stated demand drives uh, production, drives more, more demand and more investments. Then also there is this question of, um, uh, you know, we are sitting in the Amritkal. And if it in this, in this Amritkal, if we cannot uh, become self-reliant or Atmanirbhar, uh, you know, it would perhaps be a missed opportunity. So for us to really become Atmanirbhar in space, what are the things that, uh, you know, the government should intervene? in terms of the manufacturing capabilities across the value chain, right? So today we see that uh, there are certain impacts in uh, certain geographies can have an adverse impact uh, in multiple industries. We saw it during the COVID time. Similarly, how do you make our space sector uh, value chain more resilient? Because it's just not one, it's, it's, it's a combination of capabilities coming from multiple countries to provide, uh, to build a spacefaring object. Right. So in this Amritkal, what can the government do for us to become more uh, self-reliant? Uh, uh, so that's the other question um, that can happen. And most importantly, like the defense space challenge that kind of uh, catalyzed a lot of conversations around this. So perhaps there could be a, a commercial space challenge uh, that could be uh, really be, um, how, which the Prime Minister did talk about, uh, could soon be uh, executed that can again rally the industry together as well as build in new partnerships with the tier one companies and startups with existing players who are working in allied industries. For example, um, you know, if there is somebody who is working on an, uh, uh, ceramics and tomorrow would that ceramics uh, industry person would want to tie up with some of the startups who are looking at much more heat resistant uh, material that gets into a, a, a rocket or a, or a launch vehicle. Uh, what would be those kind of collaborations? So the, it can also drive, these challenges can drive also the hitherto non-space companies to collaborate with space companies to create additional value. Right, interesting. And, you know, one of the other things that we actually didn't touch upon uh, is the opening up of the defense space uh, market in India. Uh, there's been some interesting uh, movement there as well with uh, IDEX also creating a space uh, challenge. Uh, there's been also now uh, a few tenders that have been uh, moving forward and you know one of them already having uh, procured for uh, two satellites uh, to be built uh, by the industry uh, as well. So there's uh, some movement with respect to that. There's a talk of a constellation, uh, for example, that will be built uh, together by ISRO and the industry uh, with a large portion of some of the satellites to be built by the industry for the requirements. So there's all of that uh, that is happening. We, uh, you know, there is a likely chance that uh, as the, the conflicts increase and as uh, India's adversaries are increasing their capabilities uh, as well, that the requirements that come up from the defense are going to outpace uh, several of the civilian requirements uh, as well, or you know, they may. Uh, be very urgent for a procurement as well. So given that this also plays into what you already mentioned of uh, localization, 
uh, or local development of technology uh, you know how do you see this uh, you know as a major game changer for uh, for the industry see given drdo is uh, tasked with a lot of these uh, defense specific uses and isro is looking mainly at commercial specific uses uh, and uh, the fact that most of the technology could be dual use right uh, it's all about putting an asset on the outer space and what it senses is a uh, is a matter of uh, interpretation um, you know if if you're sensing a, a potential flood uh, you know downstream then it could be used for evacuating people as emergency response or it could be even used for uh, rerouting and uh, you know an army and raj or or movement of uh, armed forces uh, logistics right so it's a matter of uh, interpretation on how some of these things could be some of them are uh, very hard bound some of them are uh, loosely coupled and loosely defined as well uh, i i would see uh, given that these are very different in terms of uses and one of them is strategic from more from a, a national security and defense perspective i would see they uh, charting a specific path for themselves which will be more about uh, strategic area monitoring and more about building more strategic uh, capabilities like um, you know isr and so on and so forth whereas i would see the commercial part of the industry looking at capabilities in terms of downstream uh, data analytics for improving the efficiencies as well as improving the sectoral outputs of multiple sectors be it agriculture be it infrastructure be it urban so on and so forth so i see both of them uh, you know going in in you know with different perspectives but somewhere converging in terms of the space research that's that's on on sky uh, as well as uh, in the downstream at least for the commercial sector um, the government has a stated ambition in terms of in the future perhaps as i mentioned in the one of the first few questions that you asked uh, space could become a service and the moment that space as a service kind of model start emerging uh then you know if it has emerged in the commercial sector i would perhaps believe that similar models would have already emerged in the uh, the other sector as well uh because there uh, you know it is not roi which uh, drives um, you know some of the investment but it's it's all about future readiness and the future preparedness uh, that drives the investment and so i would see that course uh, that uh, taking a different trajectory and this taking a different trajectory but somewhere converging in terms of technology capabilities uh, there's been uh, obviously a lot of talk um, of uh, several of the companies in fact uh, the prime minister himself has uh, encouraged several of the new space companies that have come up and uh, has you know tweeted about them mentioned them in uh, some of his uh, uh, you know uh, monkey bath and other places that he really comes out and talks and engages with the public and uh, there is this uh, thing that is so, so interesting that um, uh, several people believe that some of these companies uh, should only focus on uh, being uh, you know looking at customers globally which the software industry did in india to a large extent or the biotech industry did uh, in india to a large extent and replicate some of that story when it comes to space as well uh, but you know historically we have seen that uh, for the space sector to take off in uh, any part of the world uh, be it us or or even china and other places uh, including europe or so on the government has uh, become a very key anchor 
uh, for the sector to get initial demand locally to establish a certain level of capability, capacity, reliability, uh, proof that uh, things work uh, before which, uh, you know, they can, before they go after uh, international customers and uh, leverage the brand of engaging with their local government and local agencies to then uh, market it uh, abroad, right? So there's not a lot of example of people uh, directly, you know, going and selling it to somebody in an international market and and growing a business uh, that is extremely large, especially when it comes to the upstream, if not the downstream of the industry. So uh, how do you see uh, the role of um, a local anchor customer in India and uh, you know, could what kind of local anchor customers could there be, or if it is necessary to have a local anchor customer and this model at all, or so on? That's a very, very good question. And uh, in fact, uh, you know, on your previous statement uh, of large software companies having uh, grown in the offshore model and less catering to the Indian construct, but I think one thing that um, now, as a country, we have started taking into cognizance is the scale of opportunity that India provides. And that's why we are seeing now UPI, we saw COVID, we are seeing ONDC, we are seeing Aadhaar, right? Now the digital inclusiveness in the country has increased many, many fold. Now that lays a very solid foundation for the government to really up the ante for using some of the space-based application data to the for the common person. Now, tomorrow, as a hypothesis, let's assume, if government says that um, all the space data that is being uh, beamed down, there is a mechanism by which from Indian space assets to international space assets, government is able to create a platform and kind of uh, look at the imagery, classify it, uh, you know, define it properly, make it much more consumable in that in the in terms of a platform and and calls it a digital public good imagine what it will do to the industry right none of the startups or perhaps most of the startups uh, you know would cease to go abroad for their demand or everything at least the downstream and start looking at uh, india as the predominant market because if we can succeed here then definitely they can succeed elsewhere given the scale the complexity and the nature of um, the terrain and everything that is that is there in India, right? So I would believe that somewhere the role of an anchor customer in the form of a government, uh, and I'm not saying this is the this is the answer for all governments across all jurisdictions. Given that it is India, and given that we have scale, given that we have the demographic dividend, given that we have had the successes in terms of digital public good, perhaps this is the time for the government. To again look at ways of making space-based information or types of data or data sets or whatever as a digital public good and, and come up with some kind of policy that says that each of the sectors in, uh, in the government, agriculture sector should look at certain space data for certain decisions. Somebody should look at certain space data for crop insurance. Somebody should look at certain space data for deciding, uh, you know, when to remove the stubble, so on and so forth, right? So if government can come up with policies and being the anchor customer and being the uh, ability to provide for investments, then perhaps this could be the beginning of the domino effect that we already talked about. Right. And, uh, you know, one of the other things that um, 
we have to look at here is the general trajectory for the next few years to a large extent. We have seen how things have evolved in the last, let's say, last 10 years when uh, the new space movement kind of started with some of the companies and now it's snowballing. Uh, at this point of time, I happened to download uh, some of the information from the InSpace uh, portal on the number of uh, registered startups. And uh, I was kind of baffled to see that there were some 500 companies or so who were registered themselves as a startup in their uh, website and and so on. So I, it looks like, you know, there's uh, quite a lot of interest that is speaking uh, with respect to space. Uh, so where do you see this sector uh, from your lens uh, as a as a consultant who has looked at other sectors and now is also looking at space uh, in the next uh, five to seven years? Yeah, I'd like to split it into two, two areas, one downstream and the other upstream. When you look at downstream, given again, uh, India's uh, technology capability in STEM, as well as, um, uh, you know, the talent that is already available. Uh, and uh, the fact that if you can democratize the data that is beaming down, then uh, it's easy for uh, that part of the business to take off. And that the trajectory and the orbit could be very different compared to what we currently have now. So that is an easier problem to solve. And, uh, you know, and given where we are at this point of time in our history, that is something that has got a higher probability of significant runaway success uh, downstream. Now, when I look at upstream, uh, again, as we talked earlier, it's all about uh, capital intensive and uh, made to uh, order and uh, demand driven, so on and so forth. Right? And it takes a lot of financial muscle to pull through something, uh, you know, to put an object on, on space. Uh, now, again, for that part of the business to really take over, I would really um, see a lot more of, uh, you know, technology transfers that have to happen from ISRO, which now has started. I would like to see a lot more of uh, exchanges of um, uh, scientific information or better collaboration with ISRO scientists and some of the private sector scientists working on innovation. I'd like to see a lot more uh, investment into institutes of higher education in India on space technologies, uh, basically on the uh, upstream side, creating of more interdisciplinary approaches uh, to build that scientific temperament, as well as uh, some uh, you know big corporates or investors wanting to invest in this particular um, area uh, as apart from leveraging what they get from this into other allied sectors that they already may be operating upon. So while downstream, I would see in the next five to seven years really taking off given where we are in India, for upstream to move into a similar trajectory would need a lot more interventions. You know, all the interventions that we talked so far uh, would be important for that to really uh, you know, happen. And uh, Given the optimistic that I am, and I, I really hope that there are people listening to this podcast, many of them have the decision-making authority, and they will take some of the things that we discuss in this concept, in this conversation into consideration. Right, and um, I would say I have one last uh, final question uh, that may be, again, uh, interesting to get your perspective. And, you know, before I ask that, I will thank you for your time, again, for, uh, you know, being on this uh, show and sharing some of the interesting thoughts that you have behind this. So there are uh, obviously interesting new things that are happening uh, with uh, startups also forcing existing SMEs to now innovate their business 
uh, because uh, some of these companies can you know run away with a lot of the business uh, by accelerating with their innovation as well right so recently when i visited bangalore one of the things that i noticed is at least three or four um, smes that have been in the sector and working with isro for a long time have now started making some uh, significant investments when it comes to satellite building themselves as well there's been a few strategy changes that uh, i'm seeing now that are starting to occur in the traditional isro group of companies who have been uh, catering to the space as well it's a very interesting new dimension because uh, these companies have held out in making such investments for a long time and things are now starting to move uh, in their front as well and they obviously have capital available from their own uh, you know uh, pockets uh, to a large extent to be able to take such uh, risks at this point of time uh, which you know lowers their uh, uh obviously if they are taking that decision that it, uh, it comes with uh, them having understood the risk uh, being in business for a quite a long time and that's uh, and they see obviously an opportunity uh, while taking such a risk so is there any like advice that you would say that uh, you would want to give to existing players depending on the you know the size and the grouping of them or their activity uh, you know if you had to say that uh, SMEs could look at this or startups should look at this is there any specific advice that you would like to share see space has been a sector that has been held with a lot of intrigue uh because we always use the word rocket science in our uh, vocabulary right so i believe it's a time for us to kind of demystify that rocket science into what goes into making a space object rather than that we should start looking at the value that something a space object can give to a common man the moment that narrative shifts like i said a, a farmer if she can really look at a pesticide starved area in her patch of land right or a, a or a utility worker who can really say this is the area that i want to go for preventive maintenance the moment we are able to shift the narrative from a, a rocket science kind of concept into a common man application kind of concept one things will start to change for that there is a lot of work that is needed to be demystified right from the our education system onwards now we have the right momentum and the right events in history that has happened in india for us to make that change right now you we talked about the prime minister's man ki baat and if the prime minister uh, or or i also saw in mygov recently the honorable chairman throwing up a quiz on chandrayaan 3 Uh, open to general public government has already started capitalizing on this to increase and uh, accelerate the pace of uh, adoption of scientific temperament in this in this particular country so my point to the smes would be to say yes we are solving certain problems technically but what does it mean from a social impact or an economic impact or what does it mean to a common man can we start having those conversations out in the public that would be point number 1 Point number two is that, uh, you know, while everybody wants to innovate and create their own IPs, space is a sector that demands collaboration. It's a sector that where one uh, subcomponent manufacturer or one sensor manufacturer or one downstream specific component manufacturer has to work with others across the value chain. So, one be there out in the ecosystem. work with your peers or work with your competition or work with established tier one 
companies or even work with ISRO to make sure that you are adding incremental value to their own businesses as well, apart from your own business. And then lastly, at the end of the day, it is not about uh, one person takes the entire credit and walks away. It's the industry that has to really grow. Now, while we have that in the ecosystem view for collaboration and for uh, you know for gaining skills, capabilities, knowledge, funding, so on and so forth, also have that uh, you know view of how the whole industry can really grow. And it is just not about the space industry alone, because everything that is being used in space today, perhaps is a lofty statement I'm making. Everything that is being used in space today, perhaps will find an application on the Earth few years down the line. Right? Uh, what could perhaps uh, fuel a, a rocket today? Certain parts of it or some variations of it could fuel a Formula One race, uh, you know, uh, in, in, in a decade to come or perhaps uh, even sooner. So think of an allied industries concept and not just think of space alone as the sector for an SME to succeed. Think of the larger ecosystem, think of collaboration and um, think of working together to succeed. That would be my advice. But most importantly, end of the day, it all boils down to business fundamentals. Um, where is the money? What is the ROI? What is the outcome? And who is going to benefit by when? Stick to business fundamentals. Look at space as the next frontier. Work with allied industries. Ensure that you're able to provide to allied industries. Work with the ecosystem. And most importantly, collaborate. So, thank you so much, Sriram, for taking the time again. Uh, I think there's uh, quite a lot of interesting wisdom for anybody listening uh, to this particular episode. And uh, I hope uh, you know your work continues and your team's work continues uh, to make an impact in the sector and supporting the industry as such. In fact, yes, thank you, uh, NP, for this uh, conversation. Um, more than anything else, um, it's a it's it's a, as a proud Indian, I can say that like all of us, um, I also uh, stood at an aerobridge and didn't let my uh, plane take off uh, till I heard uh, that uh, Vikram landing has been successful. So I am like one of the cores of Indians who are really on the sidelines and cheering and appreciating uh, the growth of our sector, and I really hope that. Uh, uh, people like yourself who are bringing uh, multiple stakeholders and actors together for the common cause. We can all work together to make uh, India a real uh, space power. Thank you so much. Good day. Thank you for listening in to this episode of the New Space India podcast. If you enjoyed this conversation, please share this episode with anyone you believe will enjoy listening to it. You'll be able to find the New Space India podcast in any of the podcasting platforms that you may be using, including Apple, Google, Spotify, YouTube, and others. Do subscribe to the podcast in case you want to receive new episodes automatically. I'm grateful if you're able to leave a rating for the podcast, which will help others discover it. Thank you for listening in again, and the next episode will be out in the next two weeks as usual.